Hey there, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here. Well, gosh, here we are already at episode two of our brand new season. In today's episode, Rolo, Smitty, and I start tracking down the other members of the Story Pirates who are all off doing their own things in NYC. First up, what's Megan up to? We also, of course, have two brand new stories for you. First, why are there so many commercials? A story about two kids who find out the truth behind the constant barrage of advertisements on TV. And we have The Tooth Problem, a terrifying tale of cavities come to life. And we have a very brilliant special guest as well, the fantastic and hilarious actor, Helena York. If you're a brand new listener, feel free to keep listening to this episode, or you can go back all the way to season one, episode one, and follow us from the beginning. That episode's called Fred the Carrot slash I Love a Ghost, and it's a great place to start. All right, the hunt for Megan in New York City begins next, right after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! if you live in the Midwest United States, you can bring your kids to see Story Pirates live on the Amazing Adventure Tour, proudly sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. You can find tickets at storypirates.com slash live. Shows feature Eric from the Story Pirates podcast and Peter hosting in Wisconsin and Illinois. The Amazing Adventure Tour is headed to these cities in May. Iowa City, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota, Akron, Ohio, Plainfield, Indiana, Milwaukee and Madison, Wisconsin, featuring Peter, Skokie and Juliet, Illinois, also featuring Peter. We really would love to see you there. That ticket link again is storypirates.com slash live. Now back to the show. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from Episode 7 this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met, and as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. Ah, wow. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Now arriving at the Doors opening. Well, I can't believe Megan's really doing her own show on Broadway. I haven't had time to see anything here in so long. Because you've been digging tunnels underneath the city all year. Only for half the year. See how much easier taking the train was, Lee? They use the tunnels that are already there. Look, I love New York City's public transportation as much as anyone else, but I still kind of miss traveling around my ship. 
How come? Because, Smitty, we're the story pirates. And that ship was basically the only piratey thing we had. We still have Siegfried. Siegfried's a Viking. He is? You didn't notice his big beard and his sword and funny hat? Aren't those pirate things? When I think of pirate things, I think more like eye patches and peg legs and like annoying pirate talk. Yar! Welcome to the concession stand, mateys! Yeah, kind of like that. Wait, Siegfried? Lee? Rolo? Smitty? What brings you three to Broadway? We came to find Megan. Why were you talking like a pirate? He always talks like that. Tell him, Siegfried, you've always been a pirate. I wasn't always a pirate. Always contradicting me. You see, my first foray into the pirate lifestyle began earlier today. I accidentally ordered a pirate costume instead of a concession stand uniform. After 23 minutes of hiding inside the popcorn machine and crying, I decided I had no choice but to embrace the changes thrust upon me by turning the concession stand into a pirate-themed concession stand. It hasn't helped sales. Would you like some popcorn? Do Broadway shows always sell popcorn? Siegfried, where's Megan? Ah, Megan is quite busy. Her new Broadway show starts preview soon, but she's put in so much preparation over the past few months that I'm sure everything's going smoothly. Nothing's going smoothly. Everything is ruined. My show, my art, my life's work. By Pirate Odin's eyeball, what happened? I'm afraid that this show is missing its good luck ghost. What's that? I've been told I've had an overactive imagination. It makes me feel cozy. Your pen and paper have arrived. I'll give you a bargain. They write most of my stories for fun. There's so much out there that we'll probably never know. The Sully Pirates. Megan, what's a good luck ghost? It's exactly what it sounds like, Lee. Also, um, hello, by the way. It's nice to see you, too. You've only been gone for the entire year. Half a year? Without calling or texting, and now, all of a sudden, you're waltzing into my theater and interrogating me like some sort of waltzing detective? Is that what you are now, Lee? No, I'm not a waltzing detective. I'm just here to welcome you and Siegfried back to the Story Pirates podcast. You know, where we... Yes, yes, I know, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. I'm full aware that we're contractually obligated to come back and help you put on the show. Not contractually obligated. But I've got my own problems. My brand new original Broadway musical, Hammerton, a musical involving hammers, is going into previews in a few weeks, and my ghost actress, Fasmina Screamly, is missing. Does she play a big part in the show? <laughs> Does she play a Lee, she's the ghost. Not having a ghost in your show is bad luck. Every successful Broadway show has one. Canned Meat a Lot, Animal Hamlet, that Scottish play I forgot the name of. If I can't find her, we're doomed. I could use my scrying stone to help locate her. What is that? Like a magic eight ball? It's much better than that. Better than a magic eight ball? That's good enough for me. Let's track down that Fasmina and save my show. Lee, Rolo, Smitty, stay out here and run the concession stand. And don't forget to act piratey. 
Do we really have to act piratey? If he really wants us to, we should probably do it. Ah, uh, fine. But before we start talking about horned helmets or, or the Minneapolis miracle... That's Viking stuff. Let's listen to a story. Ooh! And here's the author to introduce it. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm 10 years old and I live in New York. And this is my story. Why are there so many commercials? Welcome back to the finale of everyone's favorite incredible cucumber competition game show, Cucumber Contest! After an intense final cucumber quest, our final two cucumber contestants are David and Lily! Hey Katie, who do you think will win the cucumber contest? I think Lily because she's the cucumber beast! What about you, Noah? I think David will win. No way! And the winner is going to be announced right after this commercial break! Do you need something to make your house smell great? Ugh, this is the worst! Why does a commercial always have to come on at the worst time? I know! It makes me so angry! I wish we could just go inside the TV and tell the people in the commercial to buzz off! Yeah, I wish that too. Are you kids still awake in there? Mom, it's the season finale of Cucumber Contest. You have school in the morning, TV off and lights out. But mom... Right this minute, I mean it. Okay. Why does my house have to smell like... Good night, kids. I love you. If it weren't for those commercials, we would have been able to see the whole thing. Well, maybe we'll dream about it. Huh? What's happening? Where are we? And the winner of the cucumber contest is... Whoa! We're at the cucumber contest, but like, for real? Going to be announced right after this commercial break. We're inside the TV and the commercial is almost on. Our wish came true. This is our chance to tell the commercial people to buzz off. Come on! Has this ever happened to you? Oh no! My house smells like bacon again! Or how about this? Has someone been eating bacon in my tool shed? Or how about... Hey! Commercial guy! Please! Call me Commercial Man. That's your real name? Well, technically it's Tom. But I like it when people call me a Commercial Man. Okay... Commercial Man, you and the rest of the commercials have been ruining our TV watching experience for too long! What do you expect me to do about it? You're gonna help us take away all the commercials from the world! But the world needs these commercials! And I need to get rid of this bacon smell! I'm sorry, what is this commercial even for? It's for Bacon Be Gone! It's a $300 robot and app that mostly neutralizes bacon smells in your kitchen and or shed. You think the world needs this commercial? Wow, I I suddenly see your point. No one needs this. I need it. My shed smells like bacon. Then open a window. Oh. All right, kids, you convinced me. There is no reason not to hate commercials. I will help you. Here's a remote. You can use it to change the channel to find all the other commercial people. Thanks, commercial man. Please, call me Tom. Thanks, commercial man. But No, no, I, I said... Let's go! Tom! Have you or a loved one ever been the victim of a poorly organized surprise party? Oh, look, another commercial. When you opened the door, were you met by only a handful of old camp friends and one weird cousin who all then half-heartedly and awkwardly said surprise? Like they didn't even yell it? What is this a commercial for? Then you may be entitled to a birthday compensation. You know what? 
I don't want to know. Hey, commercial guy! Excuse me, but my name is... Yeah, we know. Commercial man, right? What? No, it's Bob. Bob Talgowitz from Talgowitz and Talgowitz. We're a law firm that specializes in legal action against underwhelming surprise parties. Bob, no one needs that. Stop this, please! My goodness. First of all, thank you for saying please. And second of all, you're right. That must be why we've never had a customer. This commercial is canceled. Excuse me, I need to sue my sister for throwing me a so-so surprise party. Just be thankful she remembered at all. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, wow, he's right. I gotta go call my sister. <laughs> this is a lot easier than I expected. Come on, let's change the channel again. Where are we now? This Sunday, 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 at the Littlefield North Convention Center, trucks will roll. Wow, this is the most annoying commercial guy of all. I'm sure if we just ask him to stop, it will be just as easy as the other ones. Hey, annoying commercial guy. What, what, what? Just stop doing your job, okay? Thanks. No, no, no. What? Why? Because I like annoying people. And now, because you've annoyed me, I'm going to annoy you worse than anyone has been annoyed by a commercial before. No! Monster trucks, assemble! Quick, let's get out of here. Change the channel. Okay. And that's how you prepare chips and guacamole for a medium-sized party. Phew, we're safe here in this incredibly basic cooking show. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh no, they're cutting to a commercial. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Ah! He found us! Run! Trucks will roll! Change the channel! Ah! And in the end, it was the firefighter who was saved by the kitten. Back to you, Jim. So inspiring. Thanks, Trish. Oh, thank goodness. Local news. They're sure to have different commercials. And now over to trip with this weekend's Littlefield North family activities. Thanks, Jim. This weekend at the convention center is fun for the whole family, but there's one day in particular you're gonna want to look out for. Take a look. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Ah! Change the channel. Trucks will roll. No, Eduardo. I'm not coming back. Not this time. Oh, good. We're safe in this soap opera. But Cynthia, who will have you if not me? I've met someone. Who? He's behind this door. He's your brother's monster truck. What? Okay. Domingo, Domingo, Domingo. Oh, they didn't even cut to a commercial. It's product placement. You can't avoid me this Sunday at the Littlefield North Convention Center or literally anywhere. Commercials will find you. No! Wait, I know how to escape the commercials. <laughs> There's no escaping commercials. Katie, turn off the TV. <laughs> what? No! Oh yeah, power off. Whoa! No! My trucks, my precious monster trucks will find you someday, someday, someday. I just had the weirdest dream that commercials were out to get us. Yeah, I had the same dream. Weird. Uh, so, uh, you wanna watch the rest of Cucumber Contest? Uh, you know what? I think maybe we've watched enough TV. Yeah, good call. Morning, kids. What are you still doing in bed? Come downstairs, I want you to meet an old friend of mine. What? Who's your friend? Oh, his name is... Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Annoying commercial guy? Please call me annoying commercial man, man, man! Oh! The end!
And now, Lee speaks with the author. So, Sarah, you wrote Why Are There So Many Commercials? Yes. Can you tell me how you came up with the idea for it? In school, we were writing stories for our parents and stuff. So I started, and I remember there was a commercial, and I was like, why does there have to be so many commercials? (laughs) And I started making a story, and one of the reasons, I mean, the commercial guy is a commercial guy is because in the commercials, do they ever say their name? You mean like the guy who's like narrating the commercial? Yeah, they never, they're not like, hi, I'm Tom. I'm (laughs) here to narrate the commercial. They're just like, hi, you should get this because it's great. (laughs) And you're like, according to who? Who is telling me to get this thing? Yeah, like you? I don't know you. Stranger danger. Yeah, thanks for the weird advice person that I don't know. Yeah, definitely going to take that advice and never remember it. Why are there so many commercials on TV, do you think? People that have commercials, like, you don't have any business, so you need a commercial so people can see your business. When you think about which businesses that you are going to buy things from, and let's say you needed something for a pet. Do you have a pet? I have a fish. I wanted a dog, but I have a fish. Okay, so let's say you wanted to buy a tiny plastic castle to put in your fishbowl. But then when you get down the street, you suddenly realize there's actually two pet stores right next to each other. One of them is like a huge, big pet store that's called like Big Pet Store. And then the other one is called Little Mom and Pop Pet Store. And it's tiny. And there's like an old lady that works there who's like really sweet. And uh, the door sort of creaks when you go in. So which one do you go to? I would go to the little one because it doesn't matter about the quality of the store. It matters about the quality of the product. It also matters about the people. If the people there are nice and sweet and loving and caring, I would go there because if someone was mean, they could hurt your feelings and even make you sad just because you wanted one product for your pet. That's so nice. And you know what? I know you live in New York City. Yes. And one of the things I love the most about New York City is that I get to know all the different shop owners. Is that something that you experience? Yeah. Around my block, we have a dry cleaner we, we've been going to for years. And we know this lady for a very long time. She's very sweet and nice. And we see her every time we do our laundry. Once when I came in, she was like, You've grown so much, like like a family member. That's so wonderful. And you know what? I don't think that that would happen if you were shopping online. No, because you don't interact. And it's just not the same. It's not the same people. One of the main reasons is the people. You always know it's small business. It's bigger because of the people. It wouldn't have not been a business without people. Yeah. And that can be easy to forget sometimes, right? Because we're like, what's the cheapest price? But then... I'll give you a bargain. Yeah, what a bargain, commercial person. But the people that run these businesses, they have families and they are just like us. Yeah. Sarah, this has been so wonderful to talk to you. Thank you for letting us perform your story. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Okay, Siegfried, how's your crying stone work? Do you just cry into it and make a wish? Because that's pretty easy for an actress of my caliber. Can you use it to wish me a new hat? I dropped mine the other day. This hat right here? Why don't you just pick it up? And wear a floor hat in public? Siegfried, no. No matter. The scrying stone does not grant wishes. You're thinking of a birthday cake. Speaking of which, my birthday's actually coming up, and I've been eyeing a new set of... Siegfried, don't make this about you. Apologies. I know I tend to get carried away talking about myself. I believe it started earlier this summer when we began spending more time together. And then I realized that in all... Siegfried. I'm doing it again! Ahem! Scrying Stone. Reveal to us the path that Phasmina Screamly has taken today. Interesting. The stone shows a clear path towards the dressing rooms. The dressing rooms? What could she possibly want back there? Siegfried? Do you see what I see? I do! All the costumes are floating in midair! What do you think it means? Isn't it obvious? Phasmina knows full well that I can't float in midair without the help of 12 cartoon birds, meaning that in order to reach my costumes, I need the assistance of a rickety old ladder. Sure, at first the ladder would hold and we'd develop a sense of trust, me and the ladder. I'd begin to refer to her as Leonora Ladder, welcoming her into my inner circle and making her my closest confidant. Maybe I don't need my cartoon birds after all, I'd say to myself. But in a critical moment, right before the show was about to begin, Leonora Ladder would suddenly give out, leaving me too injured to perform. That small crack in the door would be all the room that Phasmina Screamly needs to emerge not only as the star of the show, but as its savior, too. How devious. It's a real Megan O'Neill move if I've ever seen one. That's how I got my part in the Story Pirates podcast, but Lee found a way to write himself back in. We have to stop Pasmina before it's too late. I think she's already left the dressing room. What's your frying stone say? The scrying stone appears to point towards the stairs. Maybe she's in the tech booth. Come on, let's go look. Huh, all the tech equipment seems to be floating. It doesn't normally do that, right? No, not unless I tell it to, which I haven't. Is this another step in her plan to steal your part? Seems a bit redundant. Plus, I normally wouldn't be in the tech booth. That's Michelle's job. But why would she want to injure Michelle? I ain't hurt nobody, I swear! Interesting. Michelle is floating too. Hi, Michelle. Get me down from here, please? Not right now. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) My earlier conclusion may have been premature no matter how confident I sounded. That's the power of acting. Hmm, floating costumes, floating tech. What could it all mean, Siegfried? Megan, do you see what I see? Down in the auditorium! Huh, every single seat in the house is floating in midair. I'll have to call the house manager to complain. Those were supposed to be bolted down. She can't be causing everything to float from too far away, can she? She has to be nearby. But your lying stone has been one step behind each time. In order to find her, I'll have to get into her head to think like her. That's right. Once again, I'll rely on the power of acting. Come on, Megan. What's your motivation? If I could make everything around me float, why would I? Act, act, act. (gasps) Of course. I do all of this for attention. And the part of the theater that attracts the most attention is... Hey, Michelle, turn on the center stage lights. Stage lights up. (gasps) Fazamina, there you are. Finally, I'm ready for my close-up. We'll be right back. 
Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters May 17th. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... Just go to... uh, Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice, too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. Megan, are you sure it's safe for you to jump across those floating chairs? Of course I'm sure. This is the fastest way to the stage. Don't worry, this is perfectly safe. Oh, I hope I'm falling. This wasn't safe at all. And now I'm floating? Everything turned out fine. 
I regret nothing. Megan, darling, I would have waited for you to use the stairs. No, I'm an adult, which means that stairs make me tired. Now, tell me, Phasmina, why are you doing all of this? Believe it or not, Megan, I've been trying to get your attention for months, but you haven't had enough time for me. I know, I know. There's a lot of planning that goes into putting on a Broadway musical. But when you ask me to stand in the corner of the stage as the show's good luck charm with no other direction and with nothing else to do, <laughs> it can make a girl feel, well, invisible. Phasmina, you are invisible. Maybe my body, but not my stage presence. You know, before I made my way to the big city, I was a big deal in the ghost town underneath the Earth's crust. But I should know better than anybody that my success down there doesn't necessarily translate to success up here. You know, this isn't the first show I've done on Broadway. Really? You were in another Broadway show? It must have been a success. You're a good luck ghost, after all. It was the Arachno Boy musical. Eesh. That one where all the actors got injured, and also the production crew, and also a few audience members, and also somehow people watching clips of it on their phones? The very one. Of course, the production itself was a complete disaster. But the hardest part of it all for me was that everybody refused to listen to any of my ideas. I'm not saying they had to use them, but I at least wanted to be listened to. When I joined Hammerton, I thought things would be different. I loved your vision for the show. I was enraptured by the songs and the book. Oh, it's amazing. But as things went on, things started to feel more and more like a repeat of Arachno Boy. Ugh, maybe I've gone about it all the wrong way, but all I want is a little bit more attention. Fasmina, I'm so sorry. Believe it or not, I understand what it's like to want attention. And I promise I'll listen to whatever input you have for the show. Do you mean it? Truly? Yes, of course. Unless you want more lines than me. <laughs> because if you do, you're fired. No, no, it's nothing of the sort. All I want is to use my ghostly powers to make everything float. Hmm, that's it? That's it! I just want things to float. The costumes, the props, I can even make you float all around the room while singing. Fasmina, where have you been all my life? Specifically whenever I've been around stairs? This show is going to be a huge success because I've got the best good luck ghost on all of Broadway. Oh, Megan, thank you for listening to me. Let's put on the best musicale this town's ever seen. <laughs> yes, joyous merriment all around. I just hope they're having this much fun out in the lobby. Hey, Lee, Rolo. Yes, Minnie? What's up? If this show doesn't open for another few weeks, why would the concession stand be open? Huh. That's a good point. Do, uh, you want to listen to another story? Yeah! Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, I'm Avery and I'm 10 years old. And I'm Kate and I'm 8 years old. And we're from Wisconsin. And this is our story, The Tooth Problem. Mom, do I have to go to the dentist? What do you mean, go to the dentist? We're already here in the waiting room. Yeah, but do I have to actually see the dentist? Like, sit in the dentist chair? Yes, Ted! For the last time, you have to see the dentist and you have to brush your teeth every day. But I don't brush my teeth every day. I don't brush my teeth ever. I know. I can smell your breath from here, my sweet boy. Next up in the dentist chair is Ted! Boo! 
Oh, that's not the spirit, Ted. Hop into my chair and let's see if we can turn that frown into a model example of dental hygiene. Huh, I thought you were going to say turn that frown upside down. Nope, although I did do that once. It wasn't good. Anyway, time to open up and say, ah. Ah. Crikey, that's some bad breath you have there, Ted. And your teeth. Oh my. Is it bad, Dr. Dentist? Bad? No. The stuff of nightmares? Yes. I don't see any cavities yet, but... Hear that, Mom? No cavities. I told you I didn't need to brush. Oh, but you do need to brush, Ted. If you don't brush your teeth, you'll get cavities. And if you get cavities, they'll... I'm sure I don't need to hear the end of that sentence. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Oh, Ted, don't say I didn't warn... Come on, Mom. Let's go home. We're home, and it's late. Time to begin my bedtime routine. Grab my toothbrush, grab my toothpaste, and throw them in the trash. Ted, I wish you wouldn't do that. Our monthly budget is like 50% toothpaste. Besides, as I keep telling you, you need to brush your teeth every day. And I keep telling you that I don't brush my teeth and I never will. What's the worst that could happen? Anyway, time to hop into bed. Good night, Ted. Wait, where's my good night kiss, Mom? Um, oh, here I come with a kiss on the cheek that I wish was further away from your stinky mouth. (sighs) Good night, Ted, my sweet boy. I'll see you in the morning. Ah, I'm awake. Time to begin my morning routine by not brushing my teeth. Now to check myself out in the mirror. Hello, beautiful. Hey, what's that in my mouth? Is that... A cavity? Hey, Mom! What is it, sweetie? I got a cavity! Oh no! I better go call your dentist! (gasps) It's just a cavity. What's the worst that could happen? Ow! A cavity is supposed to pop? Is my cavity growing arms and legs? You bet I am! Ah, There's a face in my mouth! That's right! I'm a cavity with arms, legs, and a face! And I'm here to... Thank you. Thank me? By never brushing your teeth, you allowed me to grow in strength beyond that of any normal cavity. Look at me. I can flex. Ow, that hurts. I can kick. Ow, ow. I can express a full range of emotions. (laughs) Huh? That doesn't hurt exactly, but I'd still like you to stop. You got it, Ted. My hero. Huh, cool. Sweetie, how's it going in there with the cavity? Surprisingly good, Mom. Good, because I cannot get through to your dentist. Thank you for calling Dr. Dentist Dental Dentistry. Your call is important to us. I got this, Mom. You know, having a talking cavity with arms and legs was pretty scary at first, but this seems great. Turns out I don't need to brush my teeth after all. You said it, and now it's time to become the cavity king! Ow! What was that? My crown, for I am the cavity king! A cavity king? Cool. But who ever heard of a king without subjects? Time to turn all of your teeth into cavities! Wait, what? Rise, my children! Rise! Ah! 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 Ow! 
These cavities hurt! What is it, Ted? Is everything okay with the cavity? No, actually. It grew arms, legs, and a face. It what? And then he became the cavity king and turned the rest of my teeth into cavities. I just knew this would happen if you didn't brush your teeth! You knew I'd get a cavity that would grow human body parts and become the cavity king? Well, I knew something bad would happen, Ted. Oh, and I still can't reach your dentist. Your call is important to us. You'd think if my call was really important, they would answer it. Don't worry, Mom. I'm sure things can't get any worse. But they can, for it is time to turn Ted into a cavity. No! Ted! Ted, my sweet boy! Are you okay? Help! I'm a cavity! I'm inside of my own mouth! How is that even possible? I don't even understand what I'm looking at! It's like every MC Ezra drawing combined into one! My breath is terrible in here! You one of us now, and there's nothing you can do! Hello? Thank goodness they finally picked up! Hello, my son Ted needs a dentist very badly. You've reached the voicemail of Dr. Dentist Dental Dentistry. I guess I'm on my own here. What do I do? You'll do nothing. All of Ted's teeth are cavities. Ted himself is a cavity. And now it's time to turn you into a cavity. <laughs> no, you'll have to catch me first. Running into the kitchen, are we? Where we'll be surrounded by sugary foods that only make me stronger. <laughs> well, take this. Ha! Missed me, and you broke your mug. You are the world's greatest mom no more. Oh, mom, why, why didn't I brush my teeth? Wait, brushing your teeth, that's it. I'll just open this drawer, grab some toothpaste and a toothbrush. What, what are you doing? Sending you back to where you belong. Is that toothpaste? Open wide, Cavity King. Your reign is over. <sighs> the cavities have shrunk back down to regular size. Ted? Ted, is that you? <gasps> I'm human again. Thanks, Mom. Oh, Ted, I'm so happy you're back. Me too. And I've learned my lesson. Oh, thank goodness. The lesson is that if I get cavities, it's no big deal because a little brushing will completely undo it all. No, Ted. We still have to go to the dentist to get them filled. Oh, so I guess I really should have been brushing every day? Yes, that is the lesson here. Loud and clear. The end. And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. Send us your story. We read them all. We read them all. You know we love them. Now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. First up from seven-year-old Evelina in Maryland, we have a story called When Cow Got a Shell. And if you've ever been jealous of a turtle for the shell slash home that they get to carry around with them wherever they go, I think that you will relate to Cow, the main character in this story. But if you're a cow that wants its own turtle shell, you might find that it's not as easy as you think to get one. Incredible story, Evelina. Next up from five-year-old Alma in California, we have a story called Wesley's Pizza Restaurant. And Alma's story's kind of like two stories at once. First, we have the owner of the pizza shop, Wesley, who goes on an adventure to get new ingredients for new types of pizzas, because everyone always wants a new type of pizza. And then, unexpectedly, back at the restaurant while the boss is away, 
we have a crazy cat. And you'll never guess what the crazy cat does while Wesley's gone. What a story, Alma. Thanks for sending it in, my friend. And finally, from eight-year-old Teddy in Ohio, we have a story called The Cat That Cannot Finish a Sentence. And let me tell you, it's true, because every single sentence in Teddy's story is interrupted. It takes the whole story just for the cat to tell you its name. Teddy, brilliant job. To read all of today's Roll Call stories, just head to storypirates.com slash podcast. That was Roll Call. And now it's time for you to write us a story. And if you don't know where to start, here's a story spark to help you along. This week, we asked Cade and Avery, the authors of The Tooth Problem, this question. If you were to run a dentist's office, what would it be called and what would your waiting room look like? So probably I would call it the tooth-fixing paradise. You'll never have a cavity again. And the structure of the building would probably be more like a kid's point of view. So it'd kind of be like all these shapes and stuff on the walls coming out like they're 3D. So listeners, what's your answer to that question? And can you use your answer as inspiration for a brand new story? Grown-ups can submit kids' stories at storypirates.com. And remember, we respond to every single story we receive. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. And a big thanks to today's authors, Sarah, Cade, and Avery. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, McKenna Cox, and Lee Overtree. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Sam Bear, Bobby Lord, Jack Mitchell, and Brendan O'Grady. Roll call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell and Eric Gerson. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Contributing writers are Peter McNerney and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Helena York. This episode features performances by Sarah Morgan Ashey, Ryan Chittapong, Chris Ferry, Lindsay Ford, Dan Leahy, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Rebecca Robles, Anna Rock, Peter Russo, Julia Schroeder, Addie Weirich, Harry Wood, and Brandon Zellman. everyone's happy and all, but, um, just wanted to remind everyone that, uh, well, <laughs> old Michelle's still floating up here. <laughs> Ain't too bad enough. No, 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 no. It's just, uh, I've been keeping hydrated. Mm-hmm. So, um, could use a quick bathroom break sometime soon. I can float my way to the bathroom, of course, but, uh, you know, it's a little too high for me to be comfortable saying I, uh, won't make a mess. Don't see anyone else floating around. Just, by the way, putting it out there. Not calling anyone out. No, no, never. But that is just something I noticed. (laughs) 
Okay, Michelle from the tech booth. That's me. Always leaving her hanging. It's fine. I'll just uh, hold it.